Al Evil to the right hand, puts her down. He's going to dump him hard to the ice. Brady Leopold just loves to fight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Warrior. My dream of being a professional hockey player became a reality, but it was all taken away from me in a very short period of time. For many years, hockey was my outlet. Hockey was my drug. When I had a stick in my hand, nothing else mattered. I was able to break into the Western Hockey League in 2004, and I even won the Swift Current Broncos Rookie of the Year. During the summer of my rookie year, I experimented with drugs for the first time. After just seven games in my sophomore season, I walked away from the Swift Current Broncos due to personal reasons. Nobody knew I had been sexually abused at the age of five. I did everything to hide it from everybody, but I just couldn't take it. Drugs and alcohol now took over my life. I did return to the Swift Current Broncos as a 19-year-old, but things were never the same. I was eventually traded to the Kelowna Rockets in my final year of junior where I got to play on a line with the Dallas Stars captain, Jamie Benn, and one of my best friends, the extremely talented Colin Long. It was by far my best season ever, and I even signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning's organization. A dream come true, right? That's when everything went wrong. First it was the cocaine, then came the Oxycontin, and that led me into a 12-year journey into the deepest pits of hell. Within two years, I had now made the switch to heroin, fentanyl, and everything in between, and I was now an intravenous drug user. Multiple suicide attempts and over five trips to the psych ward, I was a shadow of who I once was. By 2014, I was homeless on Hastings in Vancouver, the worst street in North America. By 2015, I was a wanted criminal, making the Crime Stopper headlines more than once. After spending three years in jail, I had completely given up. With nowhere to turn and nowhere to go, I finally started to get honest. I took a chance and made some major changes. This is my story. I overdosed over 10 times. I'm one of the lucky ones. And for that, I will always be grateful. This is for all the men and women we've lost. Matthew Lazinski, Mitch Fadden, this one's for you. My name's Brady Liebold, and I've been to hell and back. This is the road to recovery. What is going on? Welcome. Hockey to hell and back, episode number... 83, of course, I'm Brady Liebold coming at you guys live from beautiful Muskoka, Ontario. When I say that, honestly, guys, I got to hold back tears because I haven't been home in like five years. I've not been out to the West Coast in five years. Hello to my family out there, all my friends, my kids who I haven't seen. It's a touchy subject. I don't want to get into that. We're going to have some light fun today on this show. Doesn't happen often. Very grateful that you're with us. I don't have a whole lot to say off the top. Um, I want to get right into the episode, but if you follow me on social media, if you follow Puck Support on social media, you may have saw a post uh, the other day, December 17th, uh, marked four years, uh, the passing of Matthew Lazinski. You can see him right here uh, with all the rest of 
our angels, not all of them, but many of them uh, who have lost their life to mental illness and addiction related causes. And, you know, I'm very lucky uh, that I'm still here. And, and that's why I do what I do. And I feel like I have no other option. And uh, I, I do it with great pride and, and great honor. But it's, uh, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's often not easy. And you know, I deal with um, a lot of different emotions when, when talking to some of the families, including Matthews. Uh, and just this, you know, December 17th was four years. And, you know, I know maybe his parents are watching right now. Uh, I want to just show you guys my hoodie. This is one of our hoodies. We put a name of one of those players in all of our stuff. I got Matthew's name in my hoodie. I also got his name in my toque, new toques from Puck Support. That's a way, that's something that we do here to honor all those players that we've lost. And um, I just want to play a quick video, but before I bring in my guests, um, Matthew was a former OHL hockey player. And uh, the first story that I heard of a hockey player dying of a fentanyl overdose, and um, it was his friend, Matt, that shared the story with me. I had no idea who Matthew was. I had no, no idea who Matt Thompson was. Uh, today, Matt Thompson and I are best friends, uh, absolute best friends. He's the reason why I'm playing hockey again. He owns the senior team I'm on. We started puck support together. We talk every day, multiple times a day. And it all started with the story of Matthew Lazinski. We can't bring him back, but it inspired the whole puck support movement. Shortly thereafter, I found out about my roommate from my time in the American Hockey League, Mitch Fadden, who also passed away of a fentanyl overdose two weeks apart. Mitch first, Matthew two weeks later. Uh, I just want to play a quick video uh, that I had on TikTok. And uh, honestly, I wish it was... Um, done better, uh, but I'm a hack here with the videos. And, you know, I just thinking of the Lazinski family, Nancy, Peter, and his sister, Amy, and everybody at this time of year, I know it's not easy. I love you guys and your support for what we're doing here means so much to all of us. So we're just thinking of you and uh, thinking of Maddie. I know he's up there watching. This is Matthew Lazinski. He and I have a very similar story, except he's not here to tell his. Four years ago today, Matthew Lazinski passed away from a tragic overdose. Matthew and I are the same age, both born in 1987, though we never had a chance to meet. Early into his OHL career, Matthew got injured and was prescribed painkillers, which led him to a life of addiction. Above here is a picture of me and my best friend, Matt Thompson, who was Matthew Lazinski's best friend. He's the one who shared the story of Matthew with me, and now we've connected and he's responsible for getting me back on the ice. Since then, we've uncovered the stories of so many hockey players who have suffered with mental illness and addiction, and so many of them have lost their lives because of it. The two of us decided that we wanted to do something in Matthew's honor and in honor of all those we have lost, and then Puck Support was born. The story of Matthew Lazinski is directly responsible for Puck Support, and though we can't bring him back, he will never be He'll never be forgotten. I know it cuts out, but I just... Um, thinking of the Lazinski family and um, just thinking of Matt, um, I know he's uh, having a, a rough couple of days there thinking of his friend and I'm just grateful for his friendship. So without further ado, though, let's get right into the episode. I got a quick video that we're just going to fire up and watch. Once again, I'm responsible of it's responsible for it. So enjoy. Is, is there a reason this light's so bright? Your gloves are actually super glued on. Jacob, Jacob, stop. There's a camera here. Told you. Hi, I'm Jacob Bardown. You're. I'm. I'm only posting in. And I'm Jacob Bardown. All right, Braden. So this one is quite simple. You want to get it behind the net, stop it for your D-man, so he could quickly wheel you around. All right. So pay attention. 
Guess we'll do another one. Jacob! Jacob, boy! <laughs> Woo! Look at that hair. Did you know it was full contact? <laughs> I said no hitting. I thought we were just hanging out with the boys today. <laughs> Guess I didn't get the memo. So obviously, we're probably one of the biggest people you'll see in the league next year. Right. So what you want to do is when you have a big guy, just give him the business on the back, okay? Just like this. Don't be so upset. Yeah. And what probably went wrong was you were playing for the, the crest out there. That's not going to get you to the NHL. The name bar will. Yeah. You ever seen a whole team get drafted? No, it's Never. one player at a time. So tomorrow, it's going to be a big dub. Did you get a puck? Here. There's a lot of Oli fans. Look at them all. Another, nobody likes you. Oh, they nice. didn't go for it. They didn't go for it. Accelerating is just using that back leg. Boys, you just want to get low and big and just not be afraid of the biscuit. Yeah. Jacob, tell them what we're doing. Y'all know we're the best. Ripping bissies from the West. It's Jacob and Noli in hockey. You know we're holy. When it comes to ripping rope, they call us the Pope. And if you think you can win, boy, you got no hope. We got the fundies on lock, so you better not talk. Cause if you chirp too much, you'll be outlined in shock. Yep. Just starting up now, like an opening face off. You better look out, the league is getting a face off. What's going on, boys? Let's go. What's happening, brother? What Shit, a what an to intro. come into. I love, man, the the lady I'm staying with while I'm doing the podcast out of her house, okay. she's so, like, I got this this song on, like, repeat for the last two weeks. I, I can't get enough of it. Thanks so much for being here, guys. I really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having us. And good yeah, news, we got new music coming out, which is super exciting we have a let's go come on i was gonna ask i was gonna air air horn let's go oh yeah man we got it we got it all over here i got a whole team just me over here let's go (laughs) love it i can't i'm so excited to hear that but uh you know i was gonna you know we talked a little bit earlier like what direction we're gonna go with this and that but uh, you know i i think maybe we just start off right from you know let's get to know you guys a little bit i want to share a quick story because you know of course jacob are down only posting in but really ryan russell steve campbell and uh you know i connected with ryan and i don't know if steve knows even knows this story or not but um you know so i you guys know i played in the western hockey league and uh there was a guy by the name of ryan russell in the western hockey league twin brother to edmonton oiler chris russell and uh the two russell brothers and i had a beef and they were on different teams and none of them would fight me and i used to chase them both around and they would just you know rack up the points and i'm just running around like an idiot looking stupid and they would never fight me um finally got a hold of ryan and jumped him and beat him up pretty good and uh so here this whole time i thought ryan ryan was this right and Ryan, maybe you can hop in and, and explain, you know, what you said to me. And, and I didn't even believe you, did I? No, it was it was actually funny because I got your DM saying, like, sorry. And, like, can we leave it in the past, like, squash it, move on? And I'm, like, I'm racking my brain, like, going through every junior game I ever played. I'm, like, I don't ever remember getting jumped like that. I don't think, like, I, I looked it up. I was, like, no, I don't think we played against each other. But then include into me, like, yeah, I think it was Chris Russell's brother that he's talking about. I was like, 
it's all good, man. No beef, but I don't <laughs> think we ever played against each other. <laughs> yeah, I felt pretty stupid because honestly, it went to the point where I was like, yeah, he's really pissed off at me and he's lying. Like I called you a liar and then you yeah. were, sent me your elite prospects page and you're like, no, dude, it's not me. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm such an asshole right now. <laughs> I'm so that was, sorry. <laughs> that was so funny. I, was I, I mean, I would yeah, have <laughs> been down to scrap for sure. That was my thing. Like, I couldn't score. I could. I couldn't shoot. I could hit really hard, and I could fight half decent. So I would have been down for sure. I would take that that any day of the week. <laughs> did Did you guys ever play together at all? Yeah, we played. Yeah. You, you. So you guys played. You guys played how long? Just like uh, I don't know. Like what for a long mean? time. No, not very yeah, long. Okay. I think but, we played uh, three years together in juniors. Okay. Like okay. Some of the best, some of the best years then, right? Like just, just hacking it out and and having a good time and getting to know each other. And like, did you guys kind of become like instant friends, like from day one or, or how did that relationship develop? No, we met earlier on. Um, I moved actually from Toronto to Calgary and then, um, from Calgary to Airdrie where Ryan lives now. And then we actually met skateboarding. Like I had, I, I knew nobody in town. Um, I went to the skate park and I met Ryan and Ryan was just the nicest guy you can ever, you could ever meet. And he immediately became one of my best friends. And then we, since then we played hockey and the rest is history. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. man. and, uh, I mean, where does, where does the love for, like you guys can answer this, uh, you know, one at a time, obviously, uh, where does the love for hockey come from initially? Um, and when did you guys start playing? Uh, honestly, I don't even remember like learning how to skate. I just, like, I know my dad, uh, we just actually talked about this on our podcast and I know my dad had me on skates as soon as I could walk. He was like, I was out there and then I just started playing hockey and growing up, uh, like whether it was an actual game, dry land practice, whatever it was, that's just where like, I could let everything go. Like I knew that team was like we're in the same crest, we're in the same jerseys, tracksuits, whatever. Um, they had my back no matter yeah. what. I just always felt so safe. And my worst days, uh, as soon as I laced up the skates, uh, everything just went away. And that's hockey was basically my my therapy. I never like, not that I had like bad things going on, but I mean, we all have bad, like rough days and so like breakups, all that stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Losing friends and stuff like that. Hockey just made me feel safe. Uh, made it all go away, even if it was just for an hour. I just felt relaxed. Let all the tension go and just enjoy it. And that's that's why I love hockey so much. Just everything goes away. You, you All you have to worry about is that next shift, that next shot, skating, all that stuff. I just love it. It's a great answer. Yeah, I mean, Ryan said it per- perfectly. I don't have much to say. You just nailed it there. I mean, I think that's the same for all of us, right? It's just an escape for yeah. just from reality, right? I mean, I was I, I was watching your story, Brady, and it's just crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah and and you know what it is and and maybe in some cases uh some of it was a little extreme i did some pretty horrible things i'm not gonna lie but i was i was really suffering i really thought i was alone and i really thought i was even more alone because of the hockey and everywhere i went uh, whether it was jail or on the street anyone as soon as somebody found out i played hockey they're like how like 
what the, what are you doing here? Like, are you stupid? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, if I had that chance, I, I'm like, don't tell me if you had that chance and you live my life and everything else. Cause like, no, you know? And so it was, it was, it was tough. But what I found out was that, Hey, I'm not alone here. There's a lot of hockey players that have gone through similar things. I know actually know, I know a couple hockey players who are homeless right now, like guys that play pro. Uh, I know other couple guys that play pro who are in jail right now. Um, and it's just, you know, so my story isn't that unique. Uh, but I think we all kind of, you know, have different things going on. Like Ryan said, and, and hockey was always that kind of escape. And so I'm kind of curious, it's like both of you guys, and maybe Steve, you can take this one, uh, you know, when that, when junior ended for you guys, I know you guys coach and stuff, but when junior ended for you, Steve, like what did that look like for you now that hockey was over? Did you get into men's league? Did you go through a time where, you know, what, what does hockey look like in my life now? Yeah, I, um, so after juniors, it was just obviously like everyone else, you, you get that job, you just work. Um, and I obviously played a little bit of beer league games. Uh, I was on a team for a little bit in the NCHL, but it's just never was the same, right? It's just, you never really get that feeling back. And I wanted that kind of atmosphere back. And I thought the only thing really I could do was like coach. So I went into coaching the kids, uh, coach Pee Wee, and it gave me that same kind of like feeling as a group. Cause I think that's what everyone misses the most is that group, like team, the boys, you know, obviously everyone loves the game, but you can't replace that feeling of just going in the room and having all the fellas and it's just something you can't replace. But I got into coaching and so that kind of helped me get the love for the game back. And then obviously what we're doing now is just. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I want to kind of, you know, I was going to get to that, but we can get right into it. And, you know, I just think of you know, I watch it, you know, obviously the Sportsnet interview at Hometown Hockey. Shout out Tara Sloan. She's been on the show. She's a friend. And. Um, they did a great job and, you know, talking, I forget who's, who's, I think Steve, it might've been your mom that said, you know, I always knew he was going to get to the NHL. I just didn't know how. And now here you guys are. Um, and it's, you know, you're, you're now in hockey, like you've never been. And I don't think anybody's ever been. And I said this, and I don't know if you guys can take this, uh, the right way or, or what, but I, you know, I, I look at you guys essentially as, um, the Hanson brothers on steroids, like, but in, a, in, you know, like I had an opportunity uh, when playing with Swift current to do, uh, we did like a mock face off before a game with the Hanson brothers. And they're so iconic. And, you know, my, my dad grew up with them watching them. And I just think of like, what does this look like in 20 years, in 25 years, like it just ingrained into hockey culture and i think you guys are already there in such a short period of time so walk me through what life is like now um it just being part of the the bigger hockey community because you guys are like with connected with everybody and anybody it's yeah, it's crazy i mean we honestly like everyone else we rallied and battled our whole life trying to make the nhl and didn't make it and then we make a 60 second video and arguably make it um and i would argue this is the ideal way to make it because we don't have to train very hard and we can eat whatever we want whenever we want and we still get to play with them which is super ideal <laughs> um but it's yeah it's really cool to be a part of history um we kind of felt that the passion for the game was turning more into like a a day-to-day -day job where you just train you so we see the kids train day in day out hours upon hours and lose that fun 
and then when we practiced with them we brought those characters out in practices they they smiled they laughed they tried so much harder and they developed so much quicker so being a part of the game in that regard to just reignite that passion for it and show how much fun it is while you can compete at a high level i think should last in the game a long time i hope it does at the very least I, man, you guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. I'm telling you that right now. And then like, we're, we can get into that a, a little bit later. I, I really want to, you know, I just I said to you, Ryan, earlier, I think Steve hopped on a little later, but just as somebody who really went through hell. And I mean, like, you know, not just for the last 10 years and that, but my, my whole life, like there wasn't too many times when I would laugh and, and have a real good laugh you know, especially lately. And I shit you guys not. And I'm not just saying this. I just sit there and I watch the videos and every little subtlety and mannerism and just everything. It's so spot on. And I just, it just cracks me up. Like I just, there's, I don't know if it's just because I played hockey and like, we get it, like it's a hockey thing, but man, like, and I'm speaking for so many people and i just thank you uh for doing what you're doing especially now more than ever because people need this like people need to laugh people are not laughing nearly enough so do you guys get that a lot like do people come up and and like are you guys doing it genuinely to make people laugh and um i'll ask you the next question after yeah we genuinely are like we like for the first couple years we got like no hate there was zero hate yeah. comments like no one they just loved it and then like the past yeah. like year or so there's been more hate but it's just like you know when we started we kind of cared well i cared i don't know i can't speak for ryan but like it kind of bugged me that people would like message you be like man kill yourself your stuff is so boring you're just like all right like kind of got to you a bit but like as you go on you get these messages from people who are like you know i was having the worst day of my life and i watched your stuff and i was so happy and like it's if you can do that to one person then all the other hate it just you just you, you just tune it. it it doesn't even matter now so. absolutely absolutely I've never, I, you guys would see it more but i've never seen it i've seen a lot of your stuff i've looked through comments i haven't maybe they get deleted or whatever i haven't seen too many and i don't think there's those are people that just probably don't get it you know and they're probably just they're, they don't understand because they're not part of the, some of the stuff is like so ingrained into hockey, right? Like where if you didn't, it, it's a, it's a niche. It's, it's really like a hockey niche and you guys have nailed it. But for people that maybe don't get it, it's like, because they don't understand it, it's, it's ignorance. Right. And they're like, Oh, I'm going to hate on it. Cause I don't get it. And everyone else is laughing and I feel insecure about it. So let's, you know, attack them. But I think what you guys are doing is so tremendous for people's mental health. You know, like I think, you know, people don't realize how important, you know, laughter and, and fun really is. And you're so right about hockey. And like, I was out of hockey for a long time, but I came back and I'm like, watching. I'm like, holy, sh these kids are going like zero to a, like a million now. Like I was away and like, where is the fun? And so I'm so thankful uh, that you guys are who you are. Um, where did the characters come from how long ago did like when and where and how did Holly and Jacob come about it was 27 well 2016 New Year's Eve walking down a street in Airdrie and cracked a bottle literally at midnight we didn't make it to the house we were going to and then we like it was a bottle of champagne Pass over Sorry, to each other instead. Mind it was a, just an absolute blizzard, a whiteout, like oh, minus three, 
freezing cold. It was, yeah, it was freezing cold. We're like pretty, pretty loose, buzzed up pretty good. And just in the middle of the road, cars go by, honk their horn like we know it's midnight. And so we popped this bottle of champagne because we didn't make it. So we're like, we got to do it now. There's uh, me, Steve, and his brother. And uh, we're like, we had no idea what, but we literally looked each other in the eye and said, we're going to change our lives this year. And we had no idea. That's just what we said. And then, uh, yeah, we were just coaching. And, and we had this idea initially about kind of coach's corner style, Don Cherry, Ron McLean, kind of sit and talk about hockey, but everything that nobody else talks about. So not just the, the highlights of the big hits or a good scrap, you know, all of the controversy and get into the real shit of hockey. <laughs> and uh, so that's why how we came up with the idea of on the bench is that the characters would be theoretically always on the bench. They're always benched. And then we just wanted plays on hockey names. I wanted like bar down. And so I just thought of the first name that ended with B and that was Jacob and then R down after that. And that was, it was literally less than a minute for each one. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I think he had that one that I was like, well, shit, you know, I got to play off a post or something. So like my guy is only posting and I only go posting in. So I think that's how we got the names. And then the outfits just, I don't, I thought I was like, well, I'm going to wear the most ridiculous shit I've ever had. Like cowboy boots yeah. and chofa. And then I don't know. I think it just meshed together so perfectly. Like look at those <laughs> boots. And those were actually women's boots. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect. I have to ask you guys because um, I'll be honest. So like I was completely removed from when you guys started, I was behind bars. No joke. 2017, when you guys were doing that, I was in jail going, hey, my life is over. You're popping champagne and I'm, I'm in jail. That's, that's where I was at. So I didn't see you guys, um, you know, and then I was in there. I didn't really get out till like end of 2019. And so when I first came across you guys was in the spring, I think I may... So I may have saw like one video and then in the spring or something, I saw a music video with Turbo, okay? Yeah. And my kids yeah. just love that song, okay? And I didn't really know. And I was like, who are, I'm like, these guys are awesome. I'm like, first off, the one's number 25. I'm like, I love it. That was my number, right? I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then I did a little more research and, and came in and I was like, holy shit. I was like, I had no idea. And, you know, people are like, yeah, you've been sleeping, man. I'm like, yeah, clearly. <laughs> That's how I first came about you. I have to ask you, do, how do you know Turbo? And and do you guys know him? Or was that like a guest appearance in his music video? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. How did, you, um, you knew him. No, I didn't really know him. Kyle, the guy who filmed it all, um, he hit right. us up. He's like, hey, there's this Turbo guy. Um, he's a fan of you. He's in town. He's shooting a music video. Would you guys like to just jump in? And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. So we just jumped <laughs> in and. It's, it's just so weird because it's two hockey dudes in the video and there's like cars and girls. And yeah. Oh man. Well, I don't care. I, I loved it. I was like, these guys are awesome. Like right away. So I just had to, I had to tell you guys that for sure. But um, when did uh, you guys did that, that first video, like walk me through, I know you guys have told this story like a million times. Maybe you can tell it in a different way or maybe a different uh, part to it or whatever, however you want to. But where does that idea come from? Was that the first like video that the spark video that was in the intro there? Like where, where did that idea come from? And, and did you think after recording that, Hey, this is going to happen? Or was it just like, Oh, we'll see what no big deal. <laughs> you guys are both like, no, we, no. we did not even want to post that video. 
And I it was, it. I hated it. Well, that was like, I think video number five or six at the time. It was very early. And so before we filmed that one, I posted just on my personal Facebook to my friends, like, any ideas what you want to learn on hockey? And a guy that I worked with uh, as a mechanic, who was one of my good friends, he wrote, um, how do I pick up speed on concrete or something like that? And we're like, done. So we went to Value Village. We each bought $10 skates from Value Village. I had the CCM 952 tax, best skates out there. And uh, yeah, so we hit up the our local rink, uh, Bayside, and it was like 10.30, sun was down. So we... And honestly, we didn't think we'd get sparks. We had no idea. And fun fact, to get sparks on concrete, you actually have to have a good hollow on the blade. So you have to have fresh steels. If you don't, you don't get sparks. So we, we did it. And then we're like, God, oh, this video is so stupid. Like nobody would ever do this. I hate it. It sounded bad. It looked bad. It was horrible. And then so we're like, ah, oh, screw it. We got no other content. We posted at 1030. Uh, April 14th, and then we woke up April 15th. We had to go coach in Chestermere. It was about 8.30 in the morning, and we woke up to uh, 750,000 views on Facebook. It was going so nuts. we went from, yeah, not wanting to post it to walking in the arena, and people were like, uh, are you the idiots? And we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're the idiots. <laughs> it, was everywhere. it was NHL, it was TSN, it was Sportsnet, it was... We're like, what? what the hell is going on? What did that feel like? Like, honestly, like, what did that feel like? Like, that must have been, did you guys, tell me this, did you guys do some, like, ridiculous celebration that nobody was in, like, high five and be like, and, like did, were you guys like, yeah, like, did you get to enjoy it or were you downplaying it? Like, I was, oh, no. I was driving to Ryan's house that day because, like you said, we were going to a tournament and on the drive out, like, I just, I was shaking. I couldn't contain myself. I was like, I was so excited to see him. I was like, you, you see this shit? It was not. Yeah. yeah, you're damn right. That's that's the stuff I want to hear. Like that's, you just don't know, right? You guys took a chance and look, you didn't want to post. And that, would you say like that? And I'm going to say, even if you didn't do that video, eventually it would have caught on. I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, I think everyone would agree, but that maybe just got it at the right time, the right attention. Um would you say that was like the moment that you guys were like, Hey, like this is we're on to something or did you feel like more pressure? Cause now how the hell are we going to top this? No, we were just having fun after that one. It was just like, all right, let's just have some fun. And then what <laughs> was the added out? Yeah. Right, what was uh, the we did, uh, we did the tipping one and yes. then we followed that up with blocking biscuits. Uh, yeah. That was crazy, was crazy too. Like, I, yeah, yeah, you took one of the bean, you took one of the nuts, like that, like did that shit hurt, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's not uh fake pain to Yeah, I had I had jock on, so still though, like it, life happens. It doesn't matter like that. I oh man, in that Jofa bucket, like are you kidding me? Like right off that look at you cringing even thinking about it, eh? Did you cut your hair off? Yeah. No, it pulled back. Okay. Matt, I, while I'm on the topic, what do you guys do for hair care? You guys have had long hair longer than me. I'm like really trying to grow my hair. I'm not good with hair care. What are you guys using for products? Let me tell you honestly, I, my shampoo and conditioner is about $90. 
like I only buy the good stuff. Yeah, I buy good stuff. And then actually today, I did a hair mask, a Redken hair mask. It makes it so smooth. It makes hair is hair old. And then, so when I get out of the shower, I use this, it's called Mirakesh oil. And so you just rub it in, it helps dry it real quick. And it just smells phenomenal. Did your wife help you with this? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I took care of like my hair very well prior to meeting my wife. Um, she kind of helped me find some new products that kind of helped my <laughs> hair a little bit. And yeah, uh, so she she fine tuned it. We'll say. <laughs> what about you, but, yeah, Steve? What, what, what do you got going on? Jump in the shower and I don't know, like the Dove head shoulder holder. Put that that on. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it, eh? Then you got the curly hair, right? So there's like, what, unless you're gonna straighten so it, what the hell are you gonna do, right? Your hair looks great though, and the muzzy. Yeah, yeah well, I coming I, in. I've had it for like over. I had it since last November, like over a year ago. Like I woke up. I people watching this, they hear it like all the time because people always say. But woke up on December first, and I saw some post on Instagram. It was like just because it's December first doesn't mean that you know these issues go away. And I was like, you bastard! Now I have to have it for a year, and then I just yeah. now it's just grown on me, and it's like I don't think I can cut it off. Like I don't. I just like no. part of me now, right? Dude, it looks. Do you have? Do you do the curl ever? Like, do you do the I, the heavy I, curl? I, oh man, sometimes just for fun. I got a little bit of wax in there right now, but yeah, no, I yeah. I don't know, man. I gotta, you know what? I gotta go to a barber and get get them to like trim, like do it the right way. If you want it done right, you gotta, you know, I'm I'm not I'm can't do it, man. I'm end up like taking a piece off. I'm too nervous to get too close because then it'll be gone. It's a commitment, man. This is like, I'm not like a hairy guy. Like this is, this is some time here, man. Like this is some time. So appreciate the comment. I, I had to ask you about your hair. Cause I, 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 I was, I, I'm struggling with hair care, man. I'm like bouncing products and I'm like, I just don't got it down. I even had to, I took a hair appointment just so I could go pick my hairdresser's brain. I was like, what's going on here? I need help rescue me Fair. but i'm don't i'm donating it to uh i'm the reason why i'm growing it i'm donating it to uh to uh kids childhood cancer so you know to make wigs and stuff so that's why um but yeah tell me uh tell me a little bit more uh what's your what's your favorite video um or maybe uh nhl superstar that you got to hang out with and i don't want to put you on the spot because listen they're all probably have different relationships with all of them but is there one maybe that you guys maybe different for both of you that maybe a guy that you really just liked as a player and you're like, holy shit, here we are. And we're going to, we're going to whatever rip biscuits or whatever. Like who's that guy for you guys? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It is tough because I yeah. mean, they're all, and we, we all look up to all of them, but for me, it was Drew Doughty. I, I was okay. like born a flames fan. Um, so I had my flames jerseys and then I had a Drew Doughty Jersey. That was my second team. He was my favorite player. Yeah. So when we met him and he was one of the first pros that we met, that was kind of like the one for me. And then uh, we met Brock Besser as well and he became a really close friend. So for me, that it would be those two meeting Dewey and then meeting Brock and getting to hang out with Brock and becoming really close with him is definitely one of the coolest things for me. The funniest thing is when we first met Dewey, which is Ryan's favorite player, um, He's like, oh man, can I get a picture? And we're like, what? Yeah. Did you he asked us for a picture. You want a picture? That's kind awesome. of ruined it for me. You bastard. Come that's, on, I want the photo. That's, but, uh, 
for, for, for me, I'm a, like, we become friends with a lot of these guys. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Crosby fan. So yeah, to, uh, meet him in Pittsburgh and he was just the nicest guy ever. So that was kind of cool. But, uh, I think my favorite video would probably be the Christmas commercial with McDavid. Or yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was Christmas. Yeah. Where we were working yeah. out. It's just, it I just, just chilled. 19 i think that one was child 19 i believe it was so funny we had a blast yeah and then we did like four other commercials with him he's great yeah great guy it's not that one i thought i had the uh the 2019 photo loaded actually um no doubt he's so sick eh like just ridiculous you guys must hate that being in calgary though or or, airdrie in in alberta your calgary flames fan but they're doing all right yeah yeah Honestly, since doing OTB, I find myself like I'm still a Flames fan for sure. But prior, I would watch Oilers versus Canucks. And like as a Flames fan, those are the two most hated teams as a Flames fan. So I'd watch those games and I would cheer for injuries, right? Like I won't like I just want you to get hurt. So it's easier for the Flames the next time we play you. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm cheering for the the Canucks, like I want them to do well. I want McDavid to do well. I want like all of the people that we've met. I just want to see them do well. So it's kind of ruined the animosity and the rivalries for me because I'm like, I just want you to, I want you all to do well. If yeah. we lose, I want you to get all the points. Yeah. We just don't have a favorite team anymore. It's just, yeah. it's almost like a dad thing. It's like, I just want the guys to do well. I just want him to do yeah. good. I don't want him to get this, hurt. I want him to have fun. This Except is the that only there. team I care about. Greasy Snappers. That's the, the only team that I'll cheer for. <laughs> the Greasy Snappers. <laughs> right, you got you to gotta get the horn for that one. That's a that's oh. a beauty. That's a beauty name. I, I got to ask you about the LA, the the PD video. Like I'm. That's probably the video that I watch more. I'm like I'm born and raised in Port Coquitlam outside of Vancouver, and when I saw that, I just was like I. I honestly laughed so hard at that video. That was one of the ones that I really uh, like watched like the full video, like, uh, you know, initially when it came out and, you know, just the stuff you guys are saying. Um, what was that experience like hanging out with him? Like, are any of these guys like, are they all pretty good spirited about it? Like, yeah. yeah. It was actually Petey's idea to go in net, which is crazy because <laughs> obviously he's a goal scorer. Yeah. And he... He had wanted to be in a video for a while. Um, <laughs> you guys have NHL then, superstars requesting to be in your video. How yeah, nuts. it's nuts. Not though. It's it's, can we be in a video? Like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And we finally had an opportunity. And it was kind of thankful for COVID hitting and stopping yeah. everything. Because PD stayed in Vancouver in the off season because he didn't want the quarantine back home and then quarantine uh, prior to season starting because it was a short summer, and so we just drove out to Vancouver. We had a fourteen hour road trip out there, and yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I want to go in that." So he called his Bauer guy. He's like, "I need pads," and PD literally ripped the tags off of brand new Bauer pads just to be in an epi and save some pucks. That's sick. It's crazy, and he was actually pretty good. He's actually so good. No, yeah, I mean, there are most of those guys are such great athletes. You can put them and do anything, and they'll be a, way above average, right? It's just, it's pretty remarkable. His shot, I, what was his shot like in person? I watch him just ripping those bars, and it's like, what the hell, man? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Yes, 
seeing it in person in comparison to like on TV or even like in the stands at a game, it's ridiculous. Like you, you can't appreciate how hard and how quick of a release it is until you're literally standing beside him. And it's just, the movement is so swift and like smooth. It's a, it, it's beautiful. It's like a beautiful thing to watch. It's crazy. Like- watching on tv i'm sure most of us like back in the day were like oh like these guys are brutal i can do this like yeah yeah when when you like we've played scrimmages with these guys and it's just it's it's mind-blowing like how they think the game is like you could just have the puck and be like all right i'm gonna fire the puck pass here the guy's not even looking and he'll just spin around and catch it on his backhand the way they think the game is just it's crazy it's pretty it's pretty awesome to see it up close though and and yeah. just to be a part of it i'm sure but you guys are, are such a i'm telling you like a huge part of the game i have to ask you about kind of backtracking a little bit the very first time you got like a request to be like a guest appearance somewhere and and what was that like who was it where was it um and and what did that feel like for you guys it must have been pretty awesome and were you nervous like the initial time going out in character like were you insecure like what what, did, what was that like for you guys which one do you want? Our very, very first one or like our first NHL one? Both. I want both. I want both. Both? If that's if if that's cool. Okay, so our I very know. first oh. one, I'll let Ryan tell the NHL one. But our first one was we got a request from some bar in Edmonton. This is like when we first popped <laughs> <Yeah>. off. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? Knoxville's or something? Knoxville's, yeah. So they're yeah. like, hey, like we want you to come do an appearance at the bar. We're like, yeah, okay. They're like, we'll give you 400 bucks. Free beer all night. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're freaking out. We're like, free beer, <laughs> 400 bucks. This would be sick. And we went there, and the place was actually nuts. Like, it was packed. Yeah. And that was our and first it, ever kind of paid appearance. Yeah. <laughs> and it was definitely like the subconscious, like, insecurities about looking that way, like, you walking around with hockey gloves on. And the yeah. looks that you get is. Yeah, it was kind of nerve-wracking. Like, I I wasn't used to it. You know, I, not that I dress nice all the time, but I definitely don't dress like that ever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, you know, you kind of got to get used to the looks and the people kind of like you're uh, kind of like a Times Square attraction, you know, and people are like eyeballing you and they just don't understand it. And now I just don't give a shit, you know. You can think whatever the hell you want. I've I'm actually quite comfortable in a jersey and a plaid vest. No doubt. No doubt. Tell me about the NHL and, and where where did that, you know, you don't have to give names ever if you're not comfortable. That. Where did the call come from and, and where were you guys? And like, you know, that must have been pretty cool. When, like how, how long after and, and what did, what took place and did you have to fly out all that kind of stuff? I'd love to hear it. So the first one would have been LA, right? Or was it the Toronto with the, it was very uh, like close. The Toronto one but, was for t- from TSN. Right. Yeah. It so it would have been, yeah, the LA Kings reached out to us um, and they're like, you guys want to come out and film with a few of the boys? And we're like, obviously, absolutely. We want to. Um, so they take us out the, the Kings great organization. They hooked us up with Foley Clifford and, Ryan Carter, take us out to El Segundo. Um, and we're just shooting around. Like we just, 
we just get there. They had sticks for us. We just start ripping pucks everywhere and, and just waiting for the boys to show up. And then they get there. They're all cool. And we're like ready to go do our thing. And obviously we kind of get a little violent, like with the body check and stuff like that. And the, they're like, how hard do you want us to go? Cause we we're teaching Clifford how to like kind of bang in the corners bit. We're like, ah, like 85, 90%, like whatever you got, just hit us. And he's like, what? He was so taken, taken off, off guard. And we're like, just, <laughs> just hit us. We're all hockey players here. Just fucking hit us. And they're like, okay. And then Clifford wound up like choking Steve out. And he's like yeah. bleeding from his lip. But it was some of, the, some of the best content that we get. And it was, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that we were like nervous about that. Uh, yeah got it just always feels like we're all just hockey players you know and if you you, you're just going into a dressing room it's like going to a new team like you get traded or you make a new team stuff like that new season starts type thing and that's just what it always seems like to me it's just every hockey boy's the same like we just want to play hockey have a beer live life to the fullest you know I think That's... the best part about what we do is you can obviously see, like, for the main one, when we did with uh, uh, Jamie, Ben, and Sagan, that it wasn't, like, that was media day. And it wasn't, like, they were, they were having fun. You, you, they, they were, they were yeah. laughing. They were – it was just such a blast. So I think that's – we have a pretty cool thing where we can, like, actually have fun with the guys and not just be some annoying media shit that they got to answer the same old questions. No doubt when they're requesting you and, and that, like, that's, that's pretty awesome. I don't think that's happening very often unless there's a problem going on and they only trust one reporter and they're like, I want yeah. that guy for this story. That's like the only <laughs> other time that it happens. Um, Benny, Benny's got a very contagious laugh too, doesn't he? Like when he's yeah. down there laughing, like, Oh man, like I got to play with him for, for, for a year in Kelowna and, you know, made everybody better but just always made everybody laugh too and um yeah uh, must have been again fun right like being there on media day it gives you a different kind of look at the players but i assume that you guys kind of always get that different look at the players now right yeah 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 the i'm the biggest thing honestly with with them as pro athletes and i mean i think we all feel this way if you just treat them as human beings uh on the same level like one pant leg at a time they're going to be a lot more foregoing with who they are as people if you automatically put them in their own realm that they're these nhl superstars getting paid millions of dollars then you're going to make them feel bigger than they actually are but if you just treat them like people they're going to treat you like people and understand that it's just we're all the same same thing doing the same having the same fun, you know? Yeah, well, we don't give shit out there in the NHL. We don't care. They're just part of the boys, you know? We're just having fun. That's right. Yeah. And I, I would argue that there's not too many. Like, honestly, like, I don't know. Um, if you walk down, uh, and obviously the costumes help, but, you know, if you, you walk down Main Street in Toronto versus, you know, an NHL superstar walking down Main Street in Toronto, like, you guys are going to get noticed whether you're in costume. I'm telling you more because oh, that – that's like that's what i mean like they may be in the nhl and superstars but like you guys are now superstars like for what you guys do and it's like and that's why i think that's why i asked you the question originally is like maybe what it was like then in comparison to like what it is now going into some because and you know and i say this because you 
I think we all get to a point where, you know, we talked about it earlier before we came on valuing time and different things, you get to a certain point and, you know, did you guys now maybe start to like actually value what you're doing a little bit more? And it's not like, Hey, this is a joke. And and now it's, it's essentially like your guys's full-time job, right? Yeah, I definitely, we do value it a lot. Um, and it, it's really just about connecting with people and and seeing people happy and and joyful so when we get to do that stuff it makes us feel better uh it gives us a reason to continue going so the value i personally don't think it's changed much from the start to now i feel like it's very constant because we just we like to have fun and we like to create fun everywhere we go and try and have the best times of our life in any situation. We've always been, been like that. So I think we're always just grateful for the opportunity to, to, to make people laugh and just talk with fans and just talk with random people and just, just live our best life. Really. Where, what about these, these, some of these chirps? Um, these these are a lot of these one-liners and stuff that you guys have this is just how you guys talk to each other normally and then then you kind of maybe sometimes add stuff in here and there but tell us a little bit about that like what's a what's a normal conversation between you guys like when the camera's off is it pretty much the same it's the exact same it's the exact same the only thing different is we like abbreviate a lot of things like 90 percent of the words are abbreviated super hard (laughs) so which kind of gives yeah the fundies which obviously is the fundamentals (laughs) <laughs> it's the fundies yeah but uh the conversations are the same like we'll just like if we're playing hockey we're just going to town on each other <laughs> oh, it's endless endless I'm, tell tell, <laughs> tell tell me a little bit about the uh the mini stick hockey championships because i'm i'm what's going on there and and how much cool. like when you guys is this something that i have to ask you because i'll give you an example so when I, we when i played in the western league i had a guy on the team mike hangan and, and we used to play video games all the time we'd play it was like nhl like 2k6 like on ps2 back in the day and like you know what i mean and we would play like right up until the time we had to go to practice or right up into time to curfew and we'd keep track of games and like during practice like whoever be winning and be skate like i got the belt like we'd fight in practice like just because guys would be chirping are you guys ultra competitive against each other when you're playing those games and, and do you guys take it away from all of that and, and walk us through the, the mini stick championships a little bit if you don't mind uh there you have no idea how hard it is to play mini sticks three periods seven minute periods full tilt and 100 the aggression when we're doing it is real because awesome. you cannot take the compet like we've everyone wants to win when you get into those situations like yeah it's for fun it's for content and stuff but at the end of the day i want to win <laughs> i really want to win i hate losing so but at the same time it's just like in a game you know if, when the game's over you gotta leave it and prepare for the next one honestly like a lot of the epis is we're willing to beat the crap out of each other but we also like we got to leave it there at the end of it we got to prepare for the next game so whether it's mini sticks or any sort of epi uh we've got to leave it there else 
I had to pause the video the first time I ever saw one when you guys came up for warmies and threw the pots out on the ice. I paused the video. I was like, I brought some. I was like, come watch this. I'm like, you're not going to believe this shit. I'm like, this is too funny. Like, I, I just, I laugh so hard in the interviews and stuff. Like, oh man, it just, it cracks me up. And you guys, you guys got like a merch line. Tell us a little bit about your, your merch line and, um, and how that's, how that's gone. And, and like, you probably never thought, you know, that night, cracking that champagne bottle never mind the videos but now you got the merch line the mini stick like and and sold out like you guys are killing it like tell us a little bit about that and how that's been and and do you guys do the majority of this stuff yourself or you guys kind of have a team now if you don't mind sharing that with us we have a we have uh it's just three of us so it's us two and then our manager d um who lives in minnesota um she's been unbelievable like she has given us the opportunities that we never have like she used to work for Prince and Dolly Parton. So she knows what she's doing. And then, oh, uh, yeah, so she's designed a bunch of stuff. We go back and forth, but yeah, she's great. She got us these mini yeah. sticks, the books. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I, see, yeah. I, see. I got some of those coloring books. I didn't notice them until I just placed an order too. I got a sh- I was hoping to have it for tonight, but of course, you know, it's going to show up tomorrow or something. Oh, that's, that's just the way sure. it goes. Like now it doesn't Don't matter. Worry. Now it doesn't matter you'll, you'll, tomorrow or two days from now. You know, I'm just happy to have it. But I, I really wanted, I was trying to buy those sticks because I saw the video. It's like, it's almost sold out. And I went like, I'm like, oh, sold out. But that's all right. The kids, the kids yeah. need them. Do you guys wear knee pads? I have to ask because I can't even freaking sit on my knees for uh, two seconds. Does, yeah. There was a big controversy oh, in, in the 2020 mini stick cup. Uh, we, you know, I took it to the league. I thought it was illegal that he was wearing pads because I didn't have pad pads on. Um, the league denied my request, he, so he's allowed to wear pads now. Yeah. Oh my God. See, I haven't seen the old, like the the old. I've just been watching the newer ones. Like I, you know, like I said, I was behind a little bit in in all of this stuff. But holy shit, does it crack me up, man? <laughs> you took it to the league, so you're allowed. You're allowed to wear knee pads. I had to ask us. Man, I get down, I play uh, with my kids, and it's like one second. I'm like, nope, I'm bent over, standing like an old man. And there was time as a kid, right? Like I play for hours, and it's all right. So what? Your knees are, are good, Steve, and your knees are no. shot, or what's the deal? I don't wear knee just pads. I just wear sweatpants. And after every game, I'm my knees are black and blue. My body's sore. I got bruises all over. It's just it's just a nightmare at the end of these games. Yeah. And people think it's like fun. We just screw around. Like, no, it's a, it's a battle. It's a grueling yeah, battle. Yeah, it's, it's for real. Like, we, we both want to win. <laughs> I saw, I saw the 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 one out in Vic. I think it's in Victoria. You guys went to the ultimate hockey. That looked like a pretty chippy game and a pretty rough surface to play on for for mini sticks and the old knees for sure. I'm just like, I watch you guys. I'm just like, man, that's gotta hurt. Man, that's gotta hurt. Oh, we definitely feel it. We definitely feel it, and the beers taste even better afterwards. So, no doubt, no doubt. There's a couple of comments I want to get to some, but I just want to get to this one because it's uh, my good buddy Dean Smeal. His brother Stan is uh, was is now, I guess, the winningest GM in NHL history. Is uh, Dean chime in for me? He just took a. He was the senior advisor for the Canucks, but now he's the uh, sector of player personnel. Dean's going to give me shit right now, but he's watching. He says. Um, 
Uh, 400 bucks and free beers to ripping shots at PD. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's, that it's, it's so awesome, right? Like it's, it's pretty cool. Like, and you guys, it's pretty funny that you guys are excited about the 400 bucks and, and free beers. And, and now it seems like it's, it's endless. So like, where do you guys, uh, like what kind of stuff do you guys have lined up like ahead of time? Cause is this something where you guys are in pretty high demand for the NHL? Do you guys kind of have a set schedule of what you're doing or you guys are kind of on call or how does that work? Uh, it all ends up just being like contract stuff. Like our manager, uh, yeah. Steve had mentioned, she, she's very good at finding new stuff, uh, putting us in contact with the right people. And we're currently, uh, in a contract with uh, McCain's like French fries and cakes, which is dope. So like, that's the kind of stuff that she finds for us. And um, the schedule, like it could come up that she texts us tomorrow morning and says, you got to be on a plane to uh, the day after type stuff. So it's very random, very whirlwindy. And it just, when it's go time, it's go time. Yeah, we got a couple things lined up, I think, coming up. Um, some outdoor tourneys, I think. There's one in Jasper we're going to yeah. hit up. And also, I believe, I mean, today we were talking to Spit and Chicklets, and I believe we're actually going to be on business team for the Spit and Chicklets Cup in Vegas, which would be pretty cool. No um, doubt. Wild. No doubt. That would be awesome. That's, uh, that's, that's what it's all about too, right? Like getting out there, you still get a chance to like play and, and, and do all that stuff. Like, do you guys, I have to ask you too, do you guys dwindle down your skills a little bit for some of these videos? Cause I know you guys can actually play the game a little bit too, right? Yeah. I shoot the opposite hand in the videos. I'm actually a lefty. So I shoot oh. the opposite hand and we just make it look bad, obviously. Right. Yeah. Characters, you know. Yeah, yeah. I no. Seven years pro in Bangladesh in the league that never existed. So I mean, and the Virgin Island Elite League for the Coconut Cutters, best team out there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I know your guys' time is valuable. I won't keep you too much longer. I think I don't know. There's a, there's a few comments. If anybody has any questions, it's watching. Uh, you can fire away. We might not get to all of them, but there's a a few of them. Oh, Kaya. Stan's niece is also watching. Um, she says, Vice President of Hockey Operations. Thank you, Kaya. Potato, tomato. Yeah. She, she has. She yeah, asked if he wants to be Vice President of our mini stick league. We're going to need a yeah, VP. Actually, that's, or some sort of commissioner <laughs> to like yeah. come in and do some rule change and no more knee pads, eh? It'll take away the knee pad rule. Well, I mean, I, I still got to go to the league about Oli's like he's wearing like 14 My pairs of pants, socks that are like 14 inches like around. Cost he's got the strategy. biggest diameter socks in the world. There's no way that's legal. He got no five hole. Come on. It's like that Vasilinski like in the plops. The only reason they won because he had the oversized shoulders, you know? I know. I watch you. I you watch you. Guys guys in there. You, ain't, you ain't trying, so. That's what I'm saying. Going straight to the league. Let's see how you overcome adversity, buds. When's the next game? I don't know. Probably got to be soon here. I, you know, it's half so game five. I, I was texting. I text Ryan because, like, you guys, you know, obviously it's not it's not live, right? It's you guys post them after, so it happened. So I was te- I was messaging Ryan the other day. I said, "How'd the game go?" And he's like, I, "I think it's out now, so I can say right." I think the video game. 
tomorrow. And he's like, oh, it comes out tomorrow. I won't say whatever. But he's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Now we're going back to our barn or, or to his barn or my barn. I forget what I was. I, I just laughed. I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, you know, like I just, I just, even that shit, it just made me, it made my day so much better just to read that. Like, so it's just like, you know, like whatever, but we're going back to, to my rink or whatever. So I just so like nuts so, at like the views these games get. It's like there's like like our first one that we put out a couple of days ago has like seventy thousand views. It's like just like there's seventy thousand people watching us play mini sticks. Like it's just nuts. It's like a packed stadium. It's crazy. crazy. That's you like a ever, packed football stadium. You guys yeah. ever done that? You guys ever done a live a live one? I I haven't caught that. Like up where you've um, done like an event and bring people out. Is that a thing? Mini six uh, tournaments. No, we've never brought anyone out, but next year we were talking about uh, the outdoor game that, that we had. We were going to bring fans to that, but we have gone live on like Instagram and there was like 15,000 people watching. It's just crazy. Oh, I'm telling crazy. you, you guys downplay, but it's, if you were on the other side, you would be watching it too. I guarantee <laughs> it. I promise you, like you would, like, I, I, uh, man, what are your, I, I'm getting to questions, but I got to ask you, what are your parents think? They must be ultra proud of you guys and just pretty cool to see right yeah they've i they love it they they definitely keep us grounded for sure they remind us who we are and where we come from uh you know to make sure that it doesn't get away from us but yeah they love it they uh we we're we're fortunate too that usually we can uh if it's in the same area or they're around or whatever we can kind of bring them with us introduce them to people hook them up with some stuff. Uh, I was actually very lucky we were, when we were just in Pittsburgh. Um, we were very fortunate. Uh, Ryan Malone Bugsy, he took us to Mario's house. I just happened to buy a Lemieux jersey, and Lemieux is my mom's all-time favorite hockey player. So I was like, oh, okay, we'll sign this jersey so I can give it to my mom. So I came back, gave it to my mom. She was like almost in tears because when else is she going to get something like that? So, and and not the, only that, she got like you personally got him, like it, you got him to do it, and then brought it back to her. Which it's not like you just bought it off uh, internet, which which is fine for anyone that has those jerseys. But the, how much more does that mean to your mom? That's inc- that's a really cool story, man. That's yeah, nuts. yeah, it was, and yeah, they're. I mean, I and I know I can speak for Steve. Like uh, our parents are very proud of us, and they. They're definitely our number one fans day in and day out through anything that we do, for sure. A, l- a lot of the stuff we do, like, like we're only, what, four and a bit in? Four, four, yeah, four, four and a half in. now. So we're still kind of new to the game, you know? But, like, we were just at Mario's house. Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't feel real, you know? Like, I never yeah, thought I'd get it. It's crazy. I don't think any of it's ever going to feel real personally because I still get the same feelings from the first time we were with Wayne Simmons at his ball hockey camp, like the first pros we met, to this re- most recent one, hanging out with Ryan Malone and uh, seeing Mario Lemieux. I still get the same emotions. I just think to myself, it doesn't get better. And then something else happens, and I'm like, well, I guess I was wrong. I just, we're very fortunate to. To, to be able to live the life that we do for sure. And I don't mean to downplay it. 
Yeah, fortunate, but you're smart. Like you guys are smart. People want you know. Yeah, yeah, we're the idiots, but we're the we're the smartest idiots going right now. And like, there's something, you know, not everybody can do that. There's no way. Like this is not something that people could just be like, hey, you know, I'm going to try to do that. Like it just doesn't work the same. And we're also appreciative of you. I just we'll let you go here shortly, Um, but I want to get a couple comments. Matthew Meanser watching all the way down in Argentina. Um, he says, waiting for this epi for weeks. Thanks for all the positive vibes, boys. Um, Graham Bonner, uh, former Montreal Canadian draft pick, says, definitely in the mixer. He always says that getting the mixer means we're looking good. Um, Coach Dad and Sons from Barry, Ontario, says, love this episode, boys. Thanks, Coach. Um, uh, my buddy Josh from River Beacon TV says, hey, question for the guys. Have you ever destroyed a camera on a shoot? Um, we've taken... I don't think we've broken one. They're honestly fairly sturdy. Like we have uh, Steve's phone. Has yeah, we filmed with this eaten, phone for a while, and we it's were eating pucks. Yeah, it's and, and we were doing a baseball one, and you pitched it. And <laughs> yeah, I threw a fastball enough. right down the pipe. At it. It. <laughs> actually, not break any anything like mechanical. What? Cameras, what? Yeah. Can I ask you what kind of phone that is? What what are you rocking for a phone there? I don't know. Is it an is it an iPhone? iPhone, or iPhone okay. eleven, yeah. Eleven, yeah. Yours yeah. is a iPhone eleven Pro. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all you need now is really like you know it's like a good camera phone and and that's it, right? You need a GoMax uh, edits your videos on iPhone. Yeah. Like, come on, it's got to work. I know. I tried to order the new iPhone 13 Pro Max today and nobody in my area has it in store. They're like, you need to go down to Toronto to get that, sir, because I want the one terabyte for the videos and all that stuff, right? And oh, do yeah, I need yeah. it? Probably not. But um, that was my little gift of, you know, it was my Christmas present to myself. I've never really bought myself and I never had any money to spend on anything other than all bad stuff. So I was like, hey, why not? Right. But yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Um, Igor. I believe he's from Australia. Says I just subbed to on the bench and look forward to watching some of their videos later today. So that's from Australia. Uh, that's Let's go. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he said I rushed to get home. It's one fifty-five in Australia. Hell, a shout out to Sydney, Australia. Um, my buddy Brody's watching too. He says that's awesome to know how real you guys are for the win. Thank you both, Ryan and Steve, for taking the time to be on the podcast. Um, Hell yeah, Brody. Anytime. We're boys now. Yeah, Brody's a, Brody's a good friend of mine. He's an awesome guy. Uh, Matthew, again, says, thank you, boys. We feel your positive vibes down here at the end of the earth in Ushuaia, Argentina. He's down there. Shared this story many times on here, too. He's actually been on my show because I, he, he found me, and then we started to be friends, and he shared. He's actually down there doing some amazing stuff. Uh, he's originally from Buffalo, New York, but he went down there and found that they had this uh, roller hockey program going on this is like the southernmost part of like argentina like and he's a carpenter so he they didn't have any gear they still don't really have any gear but you know they started to help grow the ice hockey side of it the ball hockey side of it roller hockey um and he actually took it upon himself to start making wood sticks out of these trees that only grow down there so they're making sticks down there and then you know helping out with the cost of sticks so they're actually giving getting sticks in people's hands down there it's amazing what he's doing yeah, so hey, good to, for you, Mindy. Yeah, hey, hey Matthew, let us know if we can help too. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's something that I've always wanted to do for him too. And I think the Canadian Embassy may have stepped up. I just got a message from him. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I wanted to plug him there because he's honestly doing like some amazing work down there. And 
Um, hopefully going to get a couple of the kids, you know, COVID pending up to play some junior B in Alberta, maybe even the same. Did you guys ever play against, how far are you from St. Paul? That's not in your guys's loop. That's somewhere else in Alberta. St. Paul, is it St. Is it St. Paul? No, different, different, uh, different. I, I don't know if St. Paul is. not St. Paul. Oh man, Kaya, help me, please. Kaya, where are <laughs> you? Brady, weren't you, you were telling me when we first like started messaging back and forth that you're going to rollerblade across Canada, aren't you? Yeah. So it's supposed to be leaving like May 28th and who knows now? I mean, it's, things are kind of looking a little bleak, but we're still hoping that that's going to take place on that date. If not, at some point it's going to be happening and uh, would love to have you guys out at some point because we're going to try to get a lot of different hockey players to come out and just do different parts of it. Come on, we're going to do events and try to bring people out and connect people and positive vibes. Right. So if there's something that we could, you know, talk about getting you there, even just for a couple hours and be incredible. People would probably go freaking nuts, man. Man, I'll join you for, for a little bit of a rip on the blades for sure. That's awesome. Do you have cowboy, you have cowboy boot rollerblades, by the way? No, there's this one yeah. guy who like who's making them. I forget his name, but he's making the skates can, too. Spencer Jenkins, I think his name. He's doing skates we and can boots. Find him. Old time, old, oh, no, Spencer Jenkins. Yes, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him on uh, on the old social media there. Kaya says yes, it is. It's St. Paul. It's in Alberta. It's a small town, but Dean uh, Stan's uh, younger brother owns the Junior B team there, so they've connected through this show, and they're actually going to bring. The plan was and maybe you guys can update us live as we're talking about this. The plan was to bring like the two best players from Argentina up to this junior B team, let them ride the bus, practice a little bit, give them the Canadian experience. So it's kind of cool. Right. So That's um, awesome. yeah. A um, couple more. Sorry guys. I know there's a, there's a bunch, there's a bunch here. Um, Harlan Kingfisher. He's a friend of mine. He owns smudge the blades. Not sure if you've ever heard of this company. He's a former junior hockey player, started a company uh, for indigenous people called smudge the blades does a lot of great work. Um, had some recognition, um, lots in the hockey community. Friend of mine, he says, need to send these two beauties some STB gear. A few deadly hockey players here. Um, shout out to Harley. Yeah, he does a he does some awesome work um, in you know with the reconciliation and all of that, and and just kind of bringing hockey uh, and the indigenous communities to like you know all intertwine and just it's beautiful to see. Um, Love it. We are. Yeah, we are working on it. We're talking about, uh, I think Josh is talking about bringing those players. Um, That'll be cool. That's awesome. I want to see the rollerblade across Canada live streamed. That's uh, that's what that's what Josh is talking about because Josh is going to hopefully be the the guy in the van, you know, with doing the camera and stuff. So, um, is that where can, where can people check out your merch? Um, I have it queued up here, but you can tell people this is right, right? On yeah, the bench. www.onthebench.life for, I mean, look at these jerseys. These are nice jerseys ever made. They're expensive. Though. We got a lot of, uh, you know, we got a lot of good gear. Um, I'm not just saying that just because it's our gear, but the hoodies and the shirts are actually so soft. I mean, we've bought gear from other places and it's, you know, just the classic cotton, but our gear is actually really soft. I mean, you don't have to buy it, but I'm just saying it's super soft. <laughs> go, go buy it i i bought a shirt and like some of the stuff is just i had to buy one of those you got on there i like that hoodie 
Yeah, this is, to be honest with you guys, man, like I do all my own apparel, all everything. Like I'm a one man show, dude. I started from nothing. So like, yeah, we got, we got a few different things, different sayings. One says like puck addiction. It's like fuck addiction, but puck addiction, you know, like a little play on words, different things, but yeah, I'll definitely, I'll send, I'll send you guys out some stuff for sure. And, um, you know, just wear it on camera. Don't wear it on camera. I don't care. Give it to people, do whatever you want. It's just about getting the positive message out. Um, and these, you know, as I showed earlier, so like all of these hockey players and people always say, you know, okay, Bob Probert passed away of a, a heart attack. Well, his wife has been on my show. She's a friend of mine. I'm friends with all his kids. We've had the conversation. So I know a lot of people are like, Hey, why is Bob Probert in there? Guess what? His whole family's wearing stuff with Bob Probert's name in it. We've had that conversation. So, but all of these hockey players, um, have lost their life to suicide or overdose. And so that's, uh, you know, originally guys, it was, you know, it still is, but it was going to be a charity to support hockey players with mental illness and addiction, like actually support them, not just talk about it, get out there and support them. Um, we're working towards that, but so far here we are just sort of an awareness campaign, but it's, it's going, it's going pretty well, but I would love, would love to send you guys some stuff and, um, um, I can't even tell you guys how big of fans, um, genuinely speaking. And I know I, I said this to Ryan earlier and I just greatly, greatly appreciate it. Don't ever stop. Please don't ever stop because this world, especially hockey community, it looks like everything's shutting down. You guys don't have to shut down. You guys can keep going. You can keep the, uh, the hockey community feeling good. And you guys have done that. Please continue to do so. Please don't stop for anything. I absolutely love everything that you guys are doing. And I apologize to people that I didn't get to your questions or comments. I just don't want to hold these guys up too much longer. Thank you. For oh, it's, it's all good, brother. We appreciate it. We appreciate you having on here and we appreciate you what you're doing for hockey. I, I honestly, I don't think people understand enough what professional athletes go through when it comes to addiction, the stresses and all the shit that happens because everyone's so good at hiding it. They don't understand the cocktails that trainers give to them to make sure that they're numb for the game can play through any injuries. And I think it's our, own ignorance and hard-headedness that allows us to do it because we never want to stop we never want to give up but having someone like you being able to talk about your story not being too proud to actually say what you went through and do good things like this the hockey community requires what you're doing so you got to keep banging it out too you got to keep grinding it out too and you can never stop man we're all hockey players and we're all in this together so anytime you need something you can you can count count on us to have your back. We're on the same team, bro. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that so much, and um, yeah, it means a lot. You know, it means a lot. And uh, I didn't, I wasn't sure if this, you know, was ever going to happen or or whatever. Something that I've really wanted to happen for a long time. And and like I said, I'm just a just a huge fan of your guys. I admire your uh, your hustle too, because I know there's a lot of. Uh, stuff that people don't see there's a lot of hard work and and by the sounds of it a lot of injuries too so you guys are doing whatever it takes and and uh it looks very good on you guys deserve every little bit of it every little bit of it um i wish you guys nothing but success all the rest of the way and i look forward to hopefully meeting you guys in person one day it would be awesome hell yeah hell yeah brother hell yeah all right guys thank you so much for this and uh i'll always be following along and we'll be in touch soon beauty thank Sounds you good. thanks brother Okay. Thanks guys. All right, guys, that's, uh, Ryan Russell. 
and Steve Campbell from On The Bench. And uh, I'm kind of at a loss for words a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take it uh, over to Kaya Smeal, who's watching right now. Uh, she did a nice ad for us. She's currently um, in school uh, for broadcasting and this sort of stuff. And the video is done by Josh, who's also watching. So just a little Christmas greetings uh, from us here at Hockey to Hell and Back. Get cozy by the fire at this time of year. Sit and relax, listen and watch a podcast with some amazing and inspiring people. Your host, Brady Liebold, wants to thank every one of you for listening and supporting Hockey to Hell and Back. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you so choose. Kaya, I have no idea why your voice was so quiet on that. I apologize, but um, it's all over social media. Thank you to Kaya Smeal. Um, next episode, or epi, as I can say on this one, uh, I'll make sure that it's it's on there. But this is likely going to be the last episode before Christmas. May do one Thursday late night. Um, thank you all for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, press that like button, press that subscribe. I know most of you guys are probably watching on Facebook, um, but I would love it if you could just slide over to YouTube love to just be on YouTube and YouTube only. It makes things a lot easier. Um, this episode was in memory of Matthew Lazinski and um, just want to once again say that I'm thinking of Nancy and Peter and his sister Amy and everybody and you know I would do anything. I would do anything to bring Matthew back and, and to bring all these hockey players that have lost their life. Uh, unfortunately we can't do that. But what we can do is we can honor each one of them. We can remember them and we can share their story in hopes that other hockey players may not have to go down that road and hopefully never have to lose their life because of it. If you don't know what Puck Support is, you can check out Puck Support, PuckSupport.com. Follow us on social media, at Puck Support everywhere. And uh, we, have a, we had a ton of orders go out the door hopefully everybody gets them in time for christmas and um we got some new toques i'm like flabbergasted from that episode we got some new toques you can see i have one on with the pom-pom set for the odr we got red one we got a black pom-pom purple for the overdose awareness campaign these ones and pink pucksupport.com use the promo code tiktok yes i know that's the only one i know that's working right now tiktok i've been doing tiktok lives and people have been honestly watching the live and ordering stuff it's been kind of crazy i don't know this world we're living in is just a little bit different these days but i'm grateful to have the platform and to connect with people um a lot of them looking for hope inspiration people who are having a very hard time if you're one of those people you're not alone you're absolutely not alone do not give up do not give up it's not easy i say it a lot it, it will hurt nothing changes unless it changes and Oftentimes when we're in, if we're hurting, at least I could say when I was hurting, 
I just didn't have any hope. And I certainly didn't feel like anybody wanted to listen. And I had no confidence in the fact that anybody cared. But guess what? I took that chance and I got honest. For once in my life, I stopped, you know, holding certain things back. Okay, I'm going to let you in on 70% of me, but not the rest of this 30. That had to change for me to get better. I had to change the fact that I wasn't willing to face all of my demons head on. And I'll tell you, I always knew in me that I was strong enough. In my heart, I knew that, but in my mind, my mind would continually beat me down and beat me down and beat me down and tell me, you're not worth it, you can't do it. You're a quitter, you're a failure. You know, you're no good. And so I would stay there. And then after a while, picking myself up became virtually impossible. And I just gave up. But here I am today, 22 months, no hard drugs. A lot of you guys know that some of what I do is plant-based. Not gonna get into that right now, but 22 months, no hard drugs. It's a huge victory for me. It's not perfection, it's progress. It's progress. And there is, there are, I should say, places I wanna go, places I wanna take myself, my personal development to, my recovery to, my mental health to, my inner peace to. There's all these places that I wanna get to, but I now know that it's a process. For so long, I wanted it all overnight. I wanted it now. And I wasn't willing to put in the work. I wasn't willing to put in the effort or the time for my life to actually change and get better. And you're damn right, I was not willing to get honest. So if you're watching this and you're struggling and you're not willing to get honest, I'm here to tell you, there's a very good chance you're wasting your time and I hate to say it. Should never say that, trying to get clean, it's never a waste of time, you never know. But my advice to you is this, if you have demons, one, you're not alone, two, you're strong enough to face them. Sometimes you may have to be alone and face them on your own. But a lot of the time you could rally people behind you and there's people there to support you and you can get through it. And on those times when you are alone, you can find that inner strength. You can find that inner strength. But there's steps that I needed to take and I believe people need to take to get there. And I'm still a long ways away. I'm still a long ways away. But I am better today than I was yesterday. And I'm better today a lot better today than I was a year ago and a million times better, two years, three, four. You get what I'm saying? I don't have anything more special than any one of you guys. I'm not stronger. I don't have more courage. I don't have more strength. I'm telling you, if I can do it, you can do it. I have a lot of great people around me. I didn't when I started. There was just a couple. There was just a couple. 
you got to start somewhere. I believe in you. If you're listening or watching this, I believe in you. Do not give up on yourself. Some comments coming in. I haven't had a chance to re read them. Shout out David Carlson. Happy holidays, David. I love you, man. Thank you for all the support from day one. Put the horn in there. Merry Christmas, Jody, to you and your family as well. Uh, Igor, thank you for watching. Maddie down there. Beans there. Harlan Kingfisher. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Heather, thank you for watching. Greatly, greatly appreciate you guys spending an hour and 25 with, minutes with me. We only have so much time. You only had 24 hours today and you decided to spend some of that time with me and I greatly, greatly value and appreciate it. I truly mean that. I truly mean that. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all the support. Coach Dad and Sons, Coach Cam Reed and family, coming over to your ODR very soon, guys. Hello to my family and friends back home. Have a very, very, very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever holiday or celebration you're taking part in this holiday season, I wish you guys all the best. To Brooklyn and Brody, my kids out in BC, I love you, I miss you. If there's ever a time you want to reach out, the ball is in your court. I've tried, I've tried, and I really don't know where else to start. If you're listening to this, Merry Christmas. There's not a minute or a second that goes by that I don't think about you guys. I love you. I'll never give up. I just don't really know where to start. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching, for listening. Please like, please subscribe, share it with your friends. Stay safe. I was going to go, but I started the music again because there was something else that I didn't say. Are you surprised? Are you surprised? On the bench is watching. God bless everyone. Thank you guys. You guys were incredible. Um, very grateful. I'm super grateful. Tonight and always. Um, thank you, uh, Steve and Ryan. You guys were awesome. Debbie Overs. Uh, that's my dad's first cousin, but she's more of an aunt to me watching out there. She's my family. Um, love you. Merry Christmas. I miss you. Please send my best to Nan and just give her a hug for me. And I'd love to, uh, to set up a call. There's so many questions and things that I want to know. And uh, I wish I could be there with you guys this Christmas and wish I could be back there with all my family. Uh, but I'm here and I have amazing people around me and 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 my Ontario family. Um, just pieces of the puzzle missing and it's, it's hard. And this time of year is hard for a lot of people. Um, if, you know, it's a time where people relapse. It's a time um, people feel alone. If there's anybody that's watching or listening to this, and this is why I paused and came back. If there's anybody out there, anybody at all, 
watching or listening this that at any given time, especially through the holiday season, that is having a hard time, that is having a difficult time, that needs somebody to talk to, reach out to me. If you look hard enough, you will find my cell phone number. It is out there. Shoot me a text. If I don't answer, shoot me another text. If you're in a crisis, please call 911. Please call a crisis line. But if you just need someone to talk to, reach out to me. If I'm not instantly available, I will always get back to you. I do care. I do care. I know that I'm one bad decision away from a relapse, which could lead to an overdose and I'm gone. It's not about I'm one relapse away from losing all of what I've, you know, what I got today, which is the best life that I think I, I don't think I could have dreamed up a better life, but it's not about that. It's not about, oh, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. I know that I'm one bad decision away from relapse, which is likely going to lead to an overdose the way that I use and everything else. I don't just use once, I use and I'm gone on a run. And I know that I'm very lucky to be alive. And if you're struggling, the stuff out there, if you're dabbling into the drug world, that stuff out there, it's not what you think it is anymore. We've seen a crisis in the last few years, but today it's not even really fentanyl. It's a benzodiazepine that Narcan doesn't even work on. And that's why so many people are dying and they're putting it in everything. So before you pick up this holiday season, before you pick up drugs, or if you're in recovery, before you pick up that bottle, make a phone call. If it's not to me, call somebody, take that time. You're strong. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You're not alone, Igor. You're not alone. You're not alone. Graham Bonner. Dean Smeal. You're top bunk, man. Love you too, man. Luke, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I just want to reiterate, if you're watching or listening to this, I am here for you. And we're developing a network of people who legitimately care. Before you go back, Stop and think. Remember, somebody cares. Stay safe this holiday season. If you're going to drink, please don't drive. Please don't drive. Stay safe. We'll see you guys Tuesday, December the 30th for sure with Eric uh, from the same here, Global Mental Health Movement. If you don't follow them on social media, check them out. Same here. Hashtag same here. They're huge in the mental health community. The founder is going to be on. He's going to share his story and, and we're going to talk all about mental health. That's what we do around here. Stay safe, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Please like, please subscribe, please share. Share it with your friends. Press the share button. If you're on Facebook, share it to your page. Maybe someone will see it that needs to see it. Who knows? Maybe somebody needs a laugh. They need to see Ryan and Steve. Ollie, Jacob, Ryan, Steve on the bench. Thank you guys. Truly means the world to me. Everyone else, I love you guys. Thank you for the support. This is the fifth time I've tried to sign off. Now is the time. Remember, stay kind, be grateful, and remember, have a great Christmas or holiday season. 
if you so choose. Missy, top corn snizzy. We ain't stopping even if there's a whizzy. Quick rappy, extra greasy, snappy. Foley and Jacob, we claiming the cappy. Okay. End to end, boys, every time. Every shift. We don't ice the puck, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Ottawa Dish, their number one D, got their back end looking a little empty. Okay. One quick question. What y'all know about the Marshawn Speshy? We know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but he tucks a perfect hippie right at your knee. You got Besser in the West, y'all know his name. Sadine's retired. Oh yeah, hey ball, oh yeah, I'm stable, oh yeah, no play ball, oh yeah, you know me, I have only I want the real stuff. Everybody listen up. Cause I'll only say it once. I'm gonna show you all the path. If you want it bad, I'm gonna show you every side. Yeah, how you can get it back. Yeah, cause I ain't never done. I'll be number one. Working hella hard until I get just what I want. Yeah, rise just like the sun. Yeah, fatal like a gun. Shooter's gonna shoot and I'm gonna shoot until I fall. Yeah, let's do it all. So I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow Till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's I just wanna keep moving Yeah, 